Welcome to the fourth branch program, the place for common sense. Today is Saturday, June 13th, 2020. My name is Mike Dushan. That can only mean one thing. You are watching the only program which discusses politics, social issues through the prism of common sense. Spread of the coronavirus, police brutality, protests. The world is on fire according to most people. To Republican, it's a bunch of liberal exaggerating things. Donald Trump is a danger to the nation. To the Republican, that's the best thing that has happened to America. Donald Trump is a bigot, a racist, a moron. To the Republican, Donald Trump handled the Make sense of the noise. Talking points here, sound bites there, chaos, confusion, partisanship, lawmakers with no concern for our constitution, deception, corruption running rampant in Washington. Is it all politics? Join me every day for our regular program air at 10:30 a.m. on YouTube, Facebook. Twitter for a discussion on social political issues which impact our lives and those of future generations. See you there. If you join us before, we do thank you for making this journey more bearable. If you join us for the first time, once again, welcome to the Four French program. This program is not associated with any political party, and we at the Fourth Branch, we do not have any political agenda or aspiration. Our ultimate objective is to perfect the Union, and in order to do so, we ought to remove the biggest obstacle, ignorance. JFK said that the ignorance of a single voter in a democracy impairs the security of us all. Today we're going to talk about, well, we're going to give you an update on the spread of the coronavirus. Talk a little bit about the protests that are currently going on on the street of America, well, the world, and touch on the race to the Oval Office, the 2020 presidential election. Uh, a couple of days, a few days ago, I was reading about uh, the Air Force first black chief of staff. If you were to go uh, across the country and question every white individual, except for those who are proud to call themselves racist, except for those who are proud to be member of the KKK, white supremacy, which is a very small group. If you remove that small group and put it on the side, and you question every white individual in the nation about 
their stance when it comes to race relations, you'll find out that most of them would tell you that they're not racist. In fact, you may recall, even during the Michael Brown uh, execution by a police officer, Darren Wilson, in 2014, most white believed those were isolated cases. And also, that was during the time that they did a survey to find out whether the white population believed that racism is uh, abounds in the United States. And interestingly enough, we found just almost a split in terms of number of uh, whites who believe that yes there is racism in the country uh, and no there is no racism in the country now in light of what just happened George Floyd executed by a police officer in broad daylight assisted by three other police officers all of them white Everybody is looking for a change to this whole thing. Now, according to the latest poll, now we find out that 76%, 76% of white now believe that, yes, racism, police brutality, and all those things happen. If you take a look at put the police brutality on the side if you look at what is in every aspect of life in the United States even if you were to be a blind individual you cannot but come to the conclusion there is indeed racism and there is a huge bias against blacks in the country any example in any field in any aspect in any environment you don't have to even think of a particular scenario or a particular circumstance close your eyes pick anywhere any city any any uh, town any uh, county any state even the city New York City which is considered considered a melting pot meaning you pretty much are have a, 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 a mix of people from all different places in the world if you go to New York City Manhattan it's pretty rare that you would not find that you meet meeting with blacks with white with uh, Spanish with Asian with they all there and yet the level of racism in New York City alone is mind-boggling you remember the case of Amy Cooper well she lives in Manhattan so you would not prior to that or if nothing of this sort was reported you would have thought New York City there is no way in the world we can find people with such a level of racism and yet that's the way it is in America so when I read that Air Force has the first 
black chief of staff. Now, usually, those things are news in the, our nation. Blacks applaud first chief of staff. Black, you heard first black this, first black that, first black the other. In fact, just a few uh, days or weeks ago, we heard about the first black woman mayor of Ferguson. It's first, first black, this first black that, first black this, first black that. And this is the 21st century. And we're still talking about first black on many aspects of our lives. But if you were to question every white in the nation, they would tell you, we are not racist. But how in the world that in the midst of the 21st century, we're still talking about first black for this, for first black for that. And the reason is very simple. There has never been a black person who has had that post. Not because they're not qualified. Not because they don't have the education. We can go down the list and see that. The reason we're talking about first black this, first black that is because those people, white, who control businesses, who control every aspect of our life, have decided a long time ago to make certain that blacks do not have this kind of opportunity. And the reason you start hearing about it is because there has been a lot of pressure put on a lot of those institutions and they have no choice but to do something about it. But if you were to question anybody, any company, any organization across the country, you go to IBM, to Apple, to any of those places, and you said anything to the effect of racism in that company, in that environment, oh no, we have rules, guidelines in place to prevent those things from happening. <laughs> Air Force, we're talking about the armed forces where the composition of the personnel of the officers, of the soldiers, of the, the, the whole armed forces There is a, an amalgam of people from different races, different background, and black represent a good percentage of that. But it is in the 21st century, in 2020, we're talking about first Air Force black chief of staff. Yay! Progress! As I mentioned time and again here in this program, the level of racism in the United States of America has always been high. It's subtle, it's overt sometimes, but racism abound in the United States. It's called institutionalized racism. So when we see a cop on the street mistreating blacks, 
everyone is outraged for good reason because during the period of slavery the slave masters mostly white they could do anything to black without any repercussion because blacks were their possession but beyond the civil war everyone expected our society to be a better society but as I explained here before in this program whites especially those who are racist always find a way to explain that it's blacks that's the problem for instance even as of date you see Republican candidate for president using cold word like we're not gonna pay for people on welfare we heard them even as of the letters in 2016 a, a number of those Republican for president they use those same expression because they want to live in the minds of those listening it's those damn lazy blacks who are on welfare therefore if we put an end to welfare then we get rid of that it's been established a long time ago not hearsay but data that prove that there are more whites on welfare than there are blacks in fact in some instances there are twice as many whites on welfare as there are blacks So, the level of racism practiced in this country is in every aspect. Even people bidding for the presidency of the United States, they use that platform in order to convey some form of, some code of racism saying, well, it's just those damn blacks on welfare, therefore if we end welfare, then, uh, you know, we get rid of them. Now, I'm not against anyone on welfare because I know for a fact, people do not want to be on welfare. People are humiliated. They feel ashamed by the idea of being on welfare because they do not have the financial ability. So the institutionalized racism that practices, especially the people at the top, you heard a few months ago, Newt Gingrich blaming or labeling black as lazy and every time I hear those type of conversation it bugs the crap out of me because the whites spend their time sipping on coffee drinking tea while blacks working 18 20 hours a day and blacks are lazy white for any reason would kill blacks who are trying to escape slavery who is trying to escape torture inhuman treatment but they are the criminals so following the civil war whites decided there got to be a, a way to keep blacks exactly where they were before the end of slavery 
and they had no problem doing that because well they control all aspect of life the government the businesses and so on and so forth so they set the rules you may recall if you read history that there was a time that it was legal for a white business to put on the window no negro allowed that was beyond the slavery beyond slavery after slavery was abolished and that was one of the of of the bad things that happened are uh, to blacks first they were slaves meaning they had no opportunity to go to school no opportunity for education no opportunity to make money and then suddenly they find themselves free with nothing in fact it is reported in history some black literally walk out of the master's uh, dwelling with just the clothes on their back nothing and what did the white do they closed all the doors no negro allowed and whites today the descendant of those individuals those races who used to own slave they put in the world people like Tucker Carlson mostly people you watch on Fox most of them are ignorant of the history of the country and they saying things that unfortunately to people who also don't know much about history and also people are ignorant and racist that's what fox caters do they have a bunch of people with the high degree of ignorance themselves who control an audience who doesn't have the knowledge the ability to see that they are being deceived by other people and as such here we are in the United States of America in the mid of the 21st century we reading first woman black mayor in Ferguson Missouri first black Air Force chief of staff we happy we excited we elated first blacks were brought here in the United States of America sixteen twenty eight in Virginia sixteen twenty eight the first black slave brought to America some blacks their descendant at least are have been in this United States of America longer than the whites who currently control all levers of our government all levers of businesses but unfortunately after Abraham Lincoln after the Civil War proclaimed the end of slavery 
what did happen is provision to make certain that those blacks had a way to get back to life, to have a life. That was not offered to them. So they always behind. They didn't have an education. They didn't have any money. They were literally left to steal in order to survive. And that's the reason you, today, even up to today, you see that blacks are portrayed as criminal. Because after the civil war, they had nothing and they had to steal to survive. So people who don't know the history of the country, especially the racists, because usually those are the people descended of slave masters who refuse to accept the responsibility that their ancestors are responsible for the predicament blacks are in today, but instead they use their platform, they use their privilege in order to say that, well, blacks are criminals. Blacks are lazy. First black Air Force Chief of Staff. Yay! 21st century. What that tells me is the country is so much behind, so racist that it's today that we have to talk about Air Force Chief of Staff being a black person despite the fact that blacks have been in the armed forces for as long as the armed forces have been in existence. Blacks fought side by side with the people who fought against slavery. That's how long blacks have been in the armed forces. And yet, this is 21st century talking about Air Force, first black chief of staff, and yet there has to be celebration for that. So let's take a look at First, an update on uh, the spread of the coronavirus, and we'll come back to this aspect while discussing it in conjunction with the 2020 presidential race. It is important, especially, especially for those of you who do not have the time to learn about history in this country or who think that blacks have been exaggerating about racism in the United States and also having the opportunity to put in display, to put on display all those white races who've been taking advantage of the privilege and at the same time denying the fact that they are responsible for the plight of blacks in the United States of America. And I will give you a few names of very prominent people today who are hiding behind legislation, behind policies, promoting racism in the United States. So we're looking for the police officers on the street who are doing the wrong things. We're looking for the white supremacists who are protesting on the street, beating on blacks and others protesting police brutality. 
We're looking for those who have the Confederate flag. We're looking for those who have the KKK or hat. And yet, most of the people who are responsible for this predicament in the United States of America are people who wear suit. People who are shy talking about racism in the country. People who pretend not to be racist. Those are the people you should watch for when they making decision that would in inevitably promote racism in the United States of America. several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics. The Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Is uh, what's going on in the world of the coronavirus. Now, a lot of us have come to be relaxed about the spread of the coronavirus because we don't tune in and see that people are dying by the thousands per day. So, a lot of people across the country have pretty much completely put behind them the coronavirus but CDC as well as health experts have been cautioning people to continue to be very careful very vigilant because the spread of the coronavirus has not stopped it has slowed down but that's just a temporary matter you may recall that during the time that we were all in lockdown health experts such as Dr. Anthony Fauci was putting in place or at least trying to warn us that what we were going through is called the first wave of the coronavirus. There is going to be a second wave that will come later. Interestingly enough, even during the first wave of the coronavirus, it is predicted by Dr. Ashish Jha, one of the experts as well in the country, who said that by the end of September, we would add another 100,000 people who would lose their lives to the, to the coronavirus. Today, this is where we are. 
approximately 115,000 people have already lost their lives in the United States of America. Two million people have already contracted the virus. Now, on the world stage, we are over seven million people. We are marching toward eight million. And as you can see, that the number of people who have already lost their lives approaching half a million. Now, we can take comfort in the fact that, indeed, the spread of the coronavirus is slowing down. But as I just mentioned, it is purely temporary. And we know that because of the fact that the past few uh, weeks, we've seen a kind of an increase in some states. Some of the states in the country have shown an increase in the number of people who have acquired, who have contracted the virus. What does that mean? Now that's before the protests you see on the street. You may recall a lot of health experts before the Memorial Day were warning people when they outdoor to take precautionary measures such as continue to observe social distancing and to wear masks. But as we showed you in this program, none of that happened. People were mingling as if it was, well, a different time. And because of that, a number of states, North Carolina, Texas, California, those states, or even Kentucky, have been showing an increase in the number of people who have contracted the virus. In other words, what we are looking at is kind of a reversal of the predicament that we wish for, meaning literally for the virus to stop spreading and for us to have the opportunity to be virus free. That's not happening at all. And this is a big problem because we're not even in the second wave of the spread of the coronavirus. And the CDC director, you may recall, at the time that this was being talked about, the CDC stated that it's going to be even worse than what we currently have. Meaning literally that if you thought the death by the thousands per day, and that's what New York in particular were going through, if you thought that was bad, 
then wait until the second wave showed up now the health expert mentioned that it's going to be so bad that before the second wave hits the country we're gonna have at least another hundred thousand people who would have lost their lives to the first wave which means today we're talking about approximately hundred and fifteen thousand people in the united states so do the math if we're going to have another hundred thousand people added to the list of those who've already lost their life which means the number will jump to two hundred thousand and the question i always ask for individuals who do not really wish to uh, uh people who do not wish to take precaution to follow the 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 guideline of uh, CDC expert. The question I have is the following: Would you want to be among those who would lose their lives, or would you want your family members, parents, children to be among those individuals? Now the sad reality is this. A lot of people would acquire the virus but would not die of it in fact some people just have slight symptom maybe a headache maybe a runny nose something really that doesn't call for anything and they go about their business and they okay but the sad reality is those people who are infected and who do not fall sick to the point of having to be in a hospital infect other people who may have underlying condition and those other people could be parents could be children could be acquaintances even people at work because you may not know that your best friend at work or your friend at work has some form of uh, illnesses and your friend may not even know that he or she has that uh, that type of problem but expose in your presence in your vicinity that person contract the virus hospitalized and never make it back home But you would be responsible for the death of that individual. So, for those of you who have to be out, wear your mask and continue to practice CDC guidelines, washing your hands, spray with disinfectant, and making sure that you follow those guidelines, especially if you have older parents, especially if you have children, because children are not spared as you saw that a number of children contracted uh, illnesses that directly linked to the coronavirus so if you have children you have uh, all the parents or you have people who have underlying condition it is in your best interest 
to make sure that they, as well as you, continue to follow the guideline. Because if you don't, sooner or later, you will pay the ultimate price. As I mentioned many times before here in this program, it's not dying that's a problem. Because we all will die at some point. It's when you have to go through, for family members, through the emotional roller coaster of people in a hospital, on ventilator, off ventilator, on ventilator, getting better, being worse, and you go through a roller coaster of emotion. And sometimes, even following that type of emotional roller coaster, the person still end up being dead. And if you trace it back, you'll find out that you, because you didn't take any precaution, because you thought you were invincible, you are responsible for your parents' death. So, continue to take precaution because the spread of the virus, actually, I read earlier that even China, Beijing, that has completely disappeared except for Donald Trump pointing fingers left and right because China, where the virus originated, thus far is at the very bottom of the number of people who have lost their lives and the number of people who have contracted the virus. By the latest uh, count, China had less than 5,000 people who have lost their lives. Less than 5,000 people. But there is, according to the latest note, there has been an increase in the number of cases in China in the past week. So Chinese authority automatically went on overdrive and closing market and making sure that everybody get tested because they want to wrap their hands around that problem. They don't want the virus to, sp to spread the way that it did earlier. In the meantime, here in the United States, we living as if nothing has happened. Two million people infected, over 100,000 people dead, and now the virus is spreading in a lot of states that did not pay any attention to the lockdown, that especially state run by Republican governors, they decided to do nothing. So now, today we're watching that those states have a number of increase in the spread of the virus. Translation, if you see increase in the number of infection, you're going to see increase in the number of people in critical condition, and you're going to also see increase in the number of people who would have lost their lives. The world is watching that tally going up, up, and up. Not down, going up. And what that translates to, that as long as we continue to see the tally going up, we are going to continue to see people dying 
people being infected we are going to continue to see our lives being disturbed by the spread of the coronavirus we already know that there is as of date no cure there are there are over 100 uh, pharmaceutical and research company trying to figure out a way to bring a cure to the world but so far there is none you may recall that that there were a number of ideas floated around by various people who are trying to capitalize on the spread of the virus even at some point your dear leader Donald Trump floated out the idea of using bleach remember that well none of that works and the virus continues to spread the same way it has been spreading when people cough when people sneeze if those people are infected and you are in the near vicinity you are going to be infected nothing has changed it's the same way that things have been spreading and people get who get infected it started this way you coughing you develop fever and you have shortness of breath and usually those things happen within 14 days of being exposed to environment that have some form of the virus like you inside a room where other people have the virus and you did not take the precaution of wearing your mask so you get infected and again as I mentioned it's not just you getting infected that's a problem is the fact that your infected status may cause problem to other people such as older people so for that reason even if it's not for your sake but for the sake of your parents for the sake of your grandparents for the sake of your children it is highly recommended that you follow the guideline and you continue to practice the safe the precautionary measure in order to protect yourself and in order to protect your loved one we are still on the first wave of the virus and it is already predicted that by September first we would have added hundred thousand more people who have lost their lives meaning if you're not paying attention if you're not practicing the the the, the guideline provided to you by CDC there is a pretty good likelihood that you or your parents or your grandparents may become victim of the spread of the virus so I strongly encourage you if you're going out to wear your mask if you're going to be anywhere even if you are inside an office in fact it is already proven that inside a confined environment it's the spread of the virus lasts longer meaning when someone sneezes outside it pretty much dissipates pretty quickly but if you're inside an office someone sneezes 
it may last a couple of hours. Meaning literally that people who walk into that room a couple of hours later may still contract the virus. So, if you're going to be any place where there are people, wear your mask. That's the only way of making certain you are protected. After reading several books based on presidents and on Obama specifically, I found that they're typically partisan. The Obama legacy targets the heart of the issue by giving credit to the president where it's due, but definitely coming down hard on Obama on his bigger failures, like his handling of the Syrian crisis. If you are in college, going to college, you are an educator, a faculty member, or someone with interest in government or politics, the Obama Legacy is definitely a book to read. My professor recommended The Obama Legacy. A friend actually recommended The Obama Legacy. I would highly recommend this book for anyone, whether for academic use or leisure reading. I would recommend this book to anyone out there searching for an impartial and unbiased look into Barack Obama's tenure as president. I would definitely recommend this book as a good read for both liberals and conservatives. Let no one be mistaken, Donald Trump's candidacy is a cancer on conservatism and it must be clearly diagnosed, excised, and discarded. Depending on whom you're talking to, the country is in a case, state of turmoil, in crisis. You've been hearing this expression lately, that America is in crisis. In fact, if you've been watching this program, this is an expression you should be familiar with because we have had that banner up since day one of the Trump uh, administration day one of Trump in the Oval Office, we knew then that the United States of America is in crisis. And we never took that banner out, down. If you go to the peoplebranch.org website, this is where we publish articles to talk about various topics, including the state of affairs, you notice that at the very top, the banner is America in crisis. Now it took the rest of the country a little bit longer in order to figure that out. If you watch this program before, you may recall that early on, more than two years ago, we had a series of uh, episode uh, six or seven to be exact, in which we compare Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler. 
a number of people shrug it off, a number of people think we're crazy, we're lunatics, and so on and so forth. Because, well, Donald Trump has not killed 6 million Jews. That's what a lot of Republicans, especially those supporters of Donald Trump, that's their argument. Donald Trump has not killed, did not kill 6 million Jews. Adolf Hitler, it would not be until 18 months later that Adolf Hitler would begin to do what is considered a slaughter of the Jews. 18 months. So the idea that we cannot compare Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler because he hasn't killed 6 million Jews is kind of a misunderstanding of how history works. Now it is more difficult here in the United States for Donald Trump to do what Adolf Hitler did. But for anyone who's been watching, that should be no surprise to you that Donald Trump has always liked strong men, authoritarian. He loves everybody who is in power forever. And he dreams of being such person. And he has done enough damage to the country to make it happen. He trampled the rule of law. He shredded the Constitution, the two most important pillars of our democracy that guarantee this country would not fall in the hands of an authoritarian. That is gone. The country is on fire. If you talk to people with a great deal of common sense, not necessarily Democrat, of course Democrats know that and been saying that, but a lot of Republicans, as you probably might have already uh, seen, have come to the same conclusion that the country is in trouble. Ironically, to the Republican, it's a bunch of Democrat, a bunch of liberal, as they usually put it, and, you know, the Republican traitors who exaggerate things. Now, we've been saying for as long as we've had, had this program that Donald Trump is a danger, not just to the nation, but to the world. But if you talk to Republican supporters of Donald Trump, is the best thing that has happened to the United States of America. For as long as Donald Trump has been on uh, in the political arena, it is no surprise that Donald Trump has been dubbed a racist, a bigot, a moron. But to the people who follow and support Donald Trump, of course not. Of course they know that because the very reason that most of those people support Donald Trump is because Donald Trump is racist. And that's the interesting thing. Yes, they want to argue to other people that's not the reason, but we know that's the only reason they stick with Donald Trump is because they too are racist and they see in Donald Trump a champion, someone 
who can say all the racist things in power and give them cover because nobody in his or her right mind can possibly look at Donald Trump and say this is the best thing that has happened to the country well for people who are racist of course it is I watched yesterday that pastor with Ludob and say that Donald Trump is not a racist he handled the racism the protest very well in fact he said and I'm going to call to quote here he has not a scintilla of racism in his body if you are a member of that church and this is the, the problem today we have in this country you have a bunch of morons such as that pastor who has a number of people who listen to them as if they are gods uh, representative on earth as if they have wisdom and listen to a pastor mega church pastor he said and I quote Donald Trump does not have a scintilla of racism in his body on national TV it's either that guy is a total moron or he's looking for a job in Donald Trump administration as most people who want to get noticed by Donald Trump that's what they do they go on TV and they say great thing about Donald Trump and Donald Trump I like that guy he talks good about me regardless of the reason that he does that regardless of the reason he said that anybody who goes to that church should be ashamed of themselves to have someone such an individual who is so done stupid to the point that he doesn't even give it a second thought to go on national TV and say this kind of nonsense because even the people who actually support Donald Trump they know Donald Trump is a racist in fact that's the reason they love Donald Trump and then for you to have a pastor who's supposed to have common sense not a shred of, of wisdom You see why the country is in the predicament it is in? Which brings me to Fox. Since 2013, we've been saying that Fox is a danger to our nation. And I don't say that for the sake of saying it. I say it and I usually, during time that that's the topic we're talking about, we bring proof as to how much damage that Fox has been doing to the nation. Donald Trump is a danger to our nation. We know that. Everybody who has even and the average intelligence can point to many things that Donald Trump has done that has jeopardized our nation. But Donald Trump will be going away soon. Fox has been in existence for over two decades. Fox has a very large audience. And for two decades, Fox has created an army of very stupid individuals who believe they're getting good advice from Fox who believe that they're getting knowledge from Fox and yet Fox has, has made it a business to dumbify those people 
Meaning literally that the generation of people who watch facts regularly have been have become more stupid than they were before. But that's not even the worst of the problem. It's because those people are raising children, the next generation that would also carry this same problem to us in our society. People who cannot make the distinction between lies and the truth. Because at first, everything is okay. Anyone who does something, if you're a Republican, if you are, have done something bad, are police officers, people who have committed crime against blacks, whether it's regular individual or a police officer, they have a place at Fox that would give them a platform to say whatever that they wish to say so that they can model the issue so that people don't know exactly what happened. You may recall that George Zimmerman, after he killed Trayvon Martin, Fox opened its door for George Zimmerman to come and tell a story. Fox is the gravest threat to our nation. And I don't see that say that very loudly because when you have a network that has millions of people watching and most everybody who worked for that network do not give a damn about truth, do not give a damn about knowledge and are considered propaganda for crime, propaganda for a political party masqueraded as news we have problem in our nation America has been the way you see it here on the screen to America one America that you always hear people saying, if you are a patriot, you stand during national anthem, you salute the flag, and uh, for the people who believe that they are patriot, they put their hands on their chest and they think that's all there is to being a patriot. That's all there is to being a patriot. Stand up, put your hands on your chest, and that's it. You are a patriot. You may recall the first year of the Trump administration, Colin Kaepernick knelt during national anthem to protest police brutality and the Trump, Trump himself in particular, Mike Pence, his lapdog, they all went on national TV and pretending to be patriot 
and saying you have to stand for national anthem. And George Washington did tell us about those type of people. Pretended patriotism. People who pretend to be patriot. But we know better. For blacks, usually when I have to talk about this particular predicament we're in, if you ever find yourself in a predicament where you, you almost feel like screaming at the top of your lungs, in order to tell the individual you're talking to, the audience, the group you're talking to, that how could you be so blind? How could you be so stupid? How could you not see what I'm looking at? As I mentioned, for people who are proudly racist, they don't have any problem putting their KKK hat on. They don't have any problem calling themselves white supremacists. They don't have any problem saying, yes, I'm a member of that group. But again, as I mentioned, those groups of races, at least members, people who put their names as members of those groups, very small. So, if that's the case, how do we explain that beyond the civil war after the passage of the civil rights act and a number of legislation and policies put in place how in the world in the mid of the 21st century can we as a nation watch what we're watching every so often The people, presumably, who are supposed to protect the citizens of the country are the enemies of blacks, literally speaking. Blacks have been saying for as long as this nation has been in existence that, yes, police officers are corrupt. Most police officers are. Yes, I know there is a myth going in the United States of America. There are just a few bad apples. That's the myth, the American myth. There are just a few bad apples. And we blacks, we know that's not true. There are mil mil thousands and thousands of bad apples. There are just a handful of police officers who understand that their job is not to mistreat, who understand that their job is to protect, and who behave accordingly. But most police officers, and I don't know how to, how to explain that, and I'm going to give you a few examples so that you can see for yourself. Because most police officers, until they are caught on tape, People would argue that person is a fine man, he would have never done anything like that. 
that's what we heard over and over and over. Every time a police officer is caught red-handed doing evil to blacks, that's what always come to the surface. Or it got to be the black person who must have done something wrong. Blaming the victim. That's why when Trayvon Martin was killed by Judge Zimmerman, there was a newspaper in Florida who dig up some story about uh, Trayvon Martin who put something online showing uh, he's wearing a big chain and suddenly that is enough for him to have been killed because you know he's not a saint don't be surprised by the predicament we're in today because that's the way it has always been in this country the country has always been divided this way you have millions of whites who are racist who would kill who would lie who would cheat who would accuse blacks and you have millions of whites who would defend blacks and what you see on your screen is exactly what it has always been since uh, the existence of the nation jefferson davis was a racist he was a senator for god's sake but a racist nevertheless he was the first and only president of the confederate states and as far as he was concerned slavery had to stay john brown on the other hand he didn't have any job any government job but he was a white individual who resented the idea of slavery in fact he resented it so much that he put his own life in danger to defend slaves he even recruited his children into the fight against slavery so the country has always been that way nothing changed right now in the middle of the 21st century we see exactly the same thing we have senators people like mitch mcconnell people like jim jordan people like mac meadow those people they are racist now they're not going to stand and put a kkk hat they're not going to stand and say the kind of thing that donald trump says Oh, they are too sophisticated for that. And as I always mention to you, watch what those people do, and you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that those people, they too are racist. Jefferson Davis was not the only senators who wanted to keep slavery around. He was the face of those who wanted to keep slavery around. But there were plenty of senators, plenty of congressmen. We are seeing the same thing playing again in front of us. Donald Trump is the face of the racist in the United States of America. And we are not talking about just the supporters. We are not talking about just the people who rally, who chant, who scream. We are talking about senators, congressmen, who make certain that policies, legislation are passed that guarantee that racism survive in the united states of america and those are the people we should be more afraid of 
Mitch McConnell, you may recall, a couple of years ago, was pushing for a judge out of North Carolina, a judge who is openly racist to put on the bench. Oh, he did everything he could to do that. What do you think happened when things like that succeed? Mr. McConnell would tell you, I'm no racist. I have a few blacks who are on my staff. And that makes him a non-racist. And that's what you always hear from people who are racist. I have black friends. But those are the individuals who pass legislation that makes sure that the, the institutionalized racism survives. That's why you see beyond slavery, beyond the passage of the Civil Rights Act, we're still here today talking about first black this, first black that. So what happened? I mean, slavery has been over since 1865. 1865 1965 make it 100 years later so what happened we still talking about first black this first black that in america we have just five blacks who are ceo of fortune 500 company five But you talk to any white individual, they tell you, I'm not racist, but they're the one who put principle measure in place to prevent blacks from moving up. Two people apply for a job, both may be qualified. In fact, the black may be overqualified for the job, but the white would get the job. Some predicament blacks were in after slavery was abolished. They could not get a job because everywhere they go, there is a sign that post posted that says no Negroes allowed. Now those signs are invisible, but they're still there. Because a black applied for a job would not get the job because he is black. When a promotion is supposed to be given, it's not going to be given to the black, even if the black proves himself. Because, well, that's just the way it is. But if you talk to any of those white in position of power, they tell you, no, we are not racist. So the problem that you see on the street... is widespread. Now, we'll come back to that uh, image in just a moment. What's wrong with that picture you're looking at? What's wrong with that picture? And a non-black man, two white police officers, both of them pointing a gun at that black man. So the black man is the enemy. No matter where black people are, if you see police officers, automatically, the black individual is in danger of losing his life. The question is, why would two police officers putting a gun at an unarmed black man? That's the question you should ask yourself. 
would would it be the same thing if it were to be a white individual as i mentioned before in this program i am completely honest with the sighting of any police officer because police officers presence is a greatest danger for blacks they're not around to protect they around to harass to taunt to hurt so police officers are not welcome in blacks sight not because blacks hate police officers but because police officers prove themselves to be enemies of blacks and that's not an exaggeration it has always been that way police officers kill blacks treat blacks like enemies is one a machine gun pointing at people protesting police brutality how ironic is that he has six police officers with machine gun pointing at an unarmed black man those are not doctored picture those are actual pictures of blacks being mistreated by police officers you recognize that sin eric garner choked to death by a police officer is another angle of that black man you saw earlier six machine gun pointing at an unarmed black man as if you are in a war zone that guy you see on the wheelchair was actually killed by those two police officers and it's a scene that you recognize michael brown gunned down by darren wilson in ferguson missouri and his body was on the street for four hours so when i tell you that blacks hate the sighting of a police officer is because police officers are not around to help they're not around to serve and protect they around to hurt to antagonize to harass blacks the idea that there are just a few bad apple is a joke it's a myth for whites perhaps but for blacks it's a total joke because the picture that i just showed you of police officers mistreating blacks it is across the nation it's not something that happened in a particular precinct in a particular region in a particular city or in a particular state across the board that's what blacks have been subjected to so the idea of a few bad apple the question is what does a few bad apple means Jamal Leach, 16-year-old, punched several times by a police officer, June 1st. We're not talking about a thousand years ago. June 1st, during the protest against police brutality in New York City. That's what happened to Jamal Leach. Yes, whenever it comes to blacks in America, 
police officers are not around to serve and protect. They are around to harass, to taunt, to hurt. That's why Blas cannot stand the sighting of a police officer. He is a guy that protesting police brutality and that's what police did to him. How ironic is that? A few bad apple? What does that mean? A few bad apple. Now, and the reason it is that way, it's because the system is set in is set in such a way that. It, it condones those type of behavior. If a police officer kill a black, you'll find many reasons that the police officer would not be punished. There will be so many excuses. The past five years, just three police officers have been disciplined. Just three. In the United States of America, three people are killed every day. Do the math. Do the math. An average of three people killed every day by police officers. We will show you a stat of people killed by police officers in various countries and you tell me what does it mean when you say a few bad apple as I said before and I wrote intense extensively about it police officers in the United States most of police officers are corrupt most of police officers it's not just a few bad apples. Most of them are. There are a handful of police officers who take their job seriously, who will do the right thing. But most police officers, and read, and this is not an exaggeration, most police officers do the bad thing, do the wrong thing, especially when it comes to blacks. Most police officers. Because they get away with it time and again and again and again. So the protests that you see on the street, those protests are not on, on, uh, happening because we just don't have anything to do at home. Or we just don't care to do anything else. Those protests are happening because we, black, are tired of being killed of being harassed, our rights being uh, trampled without anyone paying any price for that. Have you ever gotten to a point where you're tired of something? Well, that's where we at. Those protests are not just for the sake of. Police officers across the country have wronged blacks 
time and again and again and again and there is no price to pay so they continue to do it you may recall a few weeks ago a few years ago every time a police officer gunned down a black man I was afraid for my life every time and guess what they got away with it every single time I was afraid for my life we blacks are tired of police officer destroying generations of blacks and there is no punishment it's not any different than the time of slavery when masters could easily destroy the lives of slaves and there is there was no punishment today it's the police officers doing that and this is those are not isolated cases they happen again and again and again and again and we are saying that we are tired of that Fortunately, this time, there are also many millions of whites who come to the knowledge that, indeed, those things that we have been talking about for so long is are true. That police officers, indeed, have abused their power, have killed blacks on a regular basis, and they have pay no price for that that's the reason they continue doing it because if you don't pay any price for committing a crime you're going to continue to commit a crime in the name of law and order because killing a black man is a sport there is no repercussion for that the chief of police lie about it even the mayor will cover it up because the life of a black man is worth nothing in America so it was during slavery so it is in the midst of the 21st century one thing I want you to take away from this conversation is the idea that there are just a few bad apple is a myth in America we know it's a myth and I'm gonna show you that the, in addition to those slides that I show you where you see time and again police officer abusing killing blacks such as you saw very clearly in the case of Floyd George Floyd a police officers accompanied by three others killing a black man is like no problem because we know we're going to get away with it because we have been getting away with that and we know that today and the reason we know that is because that person at that place Minneapolis where those police officers serve the report came that 44 other blacks under police custody were rendered unconscious. And guess what? Nobody paid any price.
44 others that it's just a few bad apple just a few bad apple you go anywhere across the nation anywhere at all close your eyes pick any place because if I were to tell you to pick something you would think that it's because I know something there close your eyes pick any place in the United States of America dig into the relation between police and black and see there is never a predicament in which that police officers behave properly accordingly as if they're behaving they're protecting citizens because blacks are considered enemies and that's the reason you see police officers when they get to deal with a black the first thing that they do they pull their guns because as far as they're concerned it's just waiting for the moment to shoot a black individual and come up with a story as to why that's the sin for blacks in america two police officers both of them gun pointed at an unarmed black man if you care to know what's going on here that guy you're looking at on the screen is a disturbed individual mentally disturbed individual but the police officer came of course their job is to kill disturbed individual if that individual is black two police officers neither one of them could come up to the conclusion that that guy is not armed is disturbed let's try to see if we can find a way to to fix the situation no they have gun pointed at him waiting for an opportunity to shoot him down because his life is not worth anything and their job is to kill blacks and you telling me it just if you bad apple just if you bad apple that's the treatment of blacks in america it's not just a few bad apple it's a basket of rotten apple that the system because it's a system of institutionalized racism they let those things happen they defend they condone those things and that's the reason blacks lost their lives over and over generation of blacks have lost their parents generation of blacks have been deprived of a future by the very people who are supposed to protect them two police officers a black man on a wheelchair they kill the black man what happened to those police officers absolutely nothing just a few bad apple it's an american myth it's not just a few bad apple most police officers are corrupt especially when it comes to blacks most police officers are corrupt most police officers are you see that guy's on the floor alton alton Sterling. he never got off the floor he was killed on the floor by those two police officers no he was not armed what do you think happened to those police officers absolutely nothing
Now here's the reason I know beyond a shred of a doubt that most police officers are corrupt. Most police officers are corrupt. Yes, they look to their families, to acquaintances, to people who see them on the street just doing his job. You put any police officer in the vicinity, in the, in the presence of blood, you get to know how corrupt that police officer is. Because most police officers are corrupt. They harass, they taunt, they harm, they hurt, they blackmail, they cheat, they lie about blacks, they accuse blacks. They even frame them. In fact, the past year we saw we saw we saw that in three different uh, in three different states, police officer planting drugs on blacks cars in order to find a reason to arrest those blacks. Yes, people are supposed to serve and protect. Again, as I mentioned, most police officers, when it comes to blacks, and this is not an exaggeration, are corrupt. Because they don't approach the job of policing blacks the same way that, that they police whites. To them, blacks are just a tool for them to move up the ladder. Blacks are just a tool for them to say they're doing the job of cleaning up the street. Blacks are just that for police officers. So we don't trust them. We blacks do not trust police officers because we already know what they are. We've seen it. We witness it. Some of us are even victims of their practice. So we know what police officers are. So the, the protests on the street are not just empty, empty uh, activities. It's because we have had enough of those things happening to us. But the American myth continues. The president said, governors said, senators said, business leaders said, there are just a few bad apples. Really? I'd like to meet the good apple. Because I have yet to see a police officer in black neighborhood behaving as they're supposed to. I'd like to meet any of those good apples. What you're currently looking at on your screen is a breakdown of police officer behavior in different countries. Now, if you look at closely, you will notice that this is a chart of police officers' behavior on the street. The numbers that you're looking at are separated by year, by country. Those numbers represent the number of people killed by police officers. 
the rectangle in green, it's Canada, our neighbor next door. You notice that if you look, 2010, there were 28 people, civilian, killed by police officer, and so on and so forth. Now, if you go down all the way to the bottom of the screen, you look at on 20, in 2010, in the United States of America, 1,276 people were killed by police officer. If you look at the country immediately above the United States, UK, only one individual was killed, one civilian was killed in the United Kingdom by a police officer. So when you talk about the United States, talking about just a few bad apples, I'd like to understand what exactly does that mean. Now to give you a better sense, because those numbers may be a little bit too small for you to see, so I'm going to show you much larger uh, image of those numbers. And you will help me understand what exactly does it mean just a few bad apples. A number of countries with the number of people killed by police. The bottom part is where the United States of America fall. The top part, as you can see, country, year, and the number of people killed by police in different countries in the world. The bottom part, you notice that the number of people killed by police officer usually around 1,500. That's number of people killed in any one year period. Around 1,500 people killed by police officer in the United States of America every single year. Look at the other country. Look at the other country and tell me exactly Tell me exactly what what you see that that caught your attention. Anything at all? I want you to take a closer look because that has to trouble any individual looking at those numbers. Germany 7, Poland 2, Canada 24, the United States 1,486 in 2014, it's 2015, Germany 10, Norway 1, Canada 36, the United States 1,356. See the problem? A few bad apple? That's what you call a few bad apple? Look at that, 2016, Germany 11, Norway 1, Australia 5, Canada 41, United States 1,356. A few bad apple? Oh, look at that, 2017, the United States 1,767. Germany 14, 
Sweden won. UK six. United States one thousand seven hundred sixty-seven. You give me a freaking break as to what does that mean? A few bad apple. You have a you have a unit, a group of people whose job is to protect, and yet they the one killing people. What you have to understand with that chart that I just showed you, even Canada that has the highest number of people killed by police, next door, under 40. Civilian killed by police officers in Canada, under 40. In Europe, under 10. In the United States, 1,700, 1,500, 1,300. A few bad apple. Yes, most police officers are corrupt. Most police officers are criminals with badges. We condone that. We don't give any value to lies in America. And we have a institutionalized racism that condone the behavior of police officers killing civilians. We're okay with that. But don't come with the idea that it's just a few bad apple because it's not a few bad apple. Trump supporters for a minute. What is Donald Trump's campaign about? He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. And you know how you make America great again? Tell Donald Trump to go to hell. If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's probably, you got a problem. <laughs> you need to do some self-evaluation. Because what's not to like? He is as good a man as God ever created. He said some of the most incredibly heartfelt things that anybody could ever say to me. Let no one be mistaken. Donald Trump's candidacy is a cancer on conservatism and it must be clearly diagnosed, excised, and discarded. Just as uh, we are debating the issue of police brutality, we were just communicated that in Atlanta, Georgia, today, in Atlanta, Georgia, a police officer killed just a few hours ago, killed a black man in the back because someone complained that he was sleeping in the car in a car yes he was just sleeping doing nothing else he was shot by an atlanta police in the back 
Oh yes, it just a few bad apple. He has just a few bad apple. What's the justification? Do you think that's going to be? And that's the problem that we have in America. That police officers, they know there is no repercussion. In fact, the worst that happened to them is they lose their job. In fact, they could, according to to latest report, because there is no database of police officers who lost their job in a particular area, they can leave the state, they can leave their neighborhood and go and get a job elsewhere as a police officer. No, my fellow American, it's not just a few bad apple. Most police officers are criminals. They're criminals with badges. Because every time that they kill a black man, they get away with it. So, they kill a black man. So we are hoping that the 2020, Joe Biden is watching live the state of affair. Not that he didn't know about it, because Joe Biden has been uh, has worked a few uh, policies on behalf of blacks. But just as every any politician who has been in politics for that long has also done things that are not too good for blacks but he's watching live what's going on and he said he promised that if he becomes the next president of the United States he will change what has been a plague in America that blacks are discriminated against blacks are seen as enemy blacks are killed indiscriminately by police officers and their behavior is condoned their partners lie for them the chief of police concealed the issue and the mayors are sweep it under the rug because well it's just a black just be care more careful next next time when you kill a black man. Most police officers in the in the eyes of blacks are criminals with badges. They just uh, have a license to kill, license to kill blacks. So they do that because they do not have to worry about paying a price. Even when they have to pay a price, the only thing that seems to matter is they lose their job, but they're not prosecuted. It is tiring for blacks, you know. It is very tiring. So it is our hope that Joe Biden... would be able to change the predicament because the country is at a crossroad where 
at least the majority recognize that there is a problem in America, a race problem in America. Policies, rules, guidelines, laws, legislation, people in position of power, they all work against the well-being of blacks. Some of them openly, others more subtly. For instance, when a blacks apply for a job, it's difficult for the black to say, I didn't get the job because I was discriminated against. When a black individual is bypassed for a promotion, it would take a lot to prove that it's discrimination. In fact, if the black tried to prove his discrimination, he or she might lose his job or her job. So it is our hope that Joe Biden indeed can and will make a difference in terms of the predicament that blacks are in in the nation. Now because of what's been going on, of course, with the protests against police brutality, most people are expecting, especially in the Democrat Party, most people are expecting that Joe Biden will pick a black woman as his running mate. Will he? We don't know, but it seems that Democrats are saying that, you know, with the current predicament in the nation, you might want to prove to the rest of us that you mean what you said, that you're going to change the predicament. And who would be best to do that but a vice president who understands what blacks are going through? So it is in Joe Biden's best interest to do so. So as such, we took a look at two individuals. Stacey Abram, who means no words in terms of her aspiration. She wants to be that individual. She said that a couple of times that she wants to be Joe Biden's running mate. She's not shy about it. Will she? And the other person is Val Demings. Now you may recognize that lady, especially during the impeachment of Donald Trump. She was the individual leading the charge, leading the team rather, in the house for the impeachment of Donald Trump. She did an excellent job. Her status was elevated during that time. And that's the reason today a lot of people are looking at her as a possibility that may pick Joe Biden's eyes. But there are quite a few people that Joe Biden have been looking at as possible running mate. Now, they're not all blacks, but they are women. And Joe Biden did suggest that, well, 
she he will pick a woman and we are certain that he has no choice he will pick a woman but will he we were rooting for michelle obama as that individual but there is kamala harris remember her she's the one that put william barr a very uncomfortable position and a lot of people thinking that she may also be individual that would end up getting the spot but a lot of democrats seem to think that elizabeth warren has a shot in fact a lot of democrats a majority of democrats believe that elizabeth warren should be the individual but elizabeth warren is not black does that make a difference will it make a difference we don't know yet but joe biden has been keeping us in suspense so we hope that he can remove that suspense for us so that we can all understand what joe biden has in mind in terms of a running mate in order to take on the issues the social issues especially racism in america supporters for a minute. What is Donald Trump's campaign about? He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. And you know how you make America great again? Tell Donald Trump to go to hell. If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's probably, you got a problem. <laughs> you need to do some self-evaluation. Because what's not to like? He is as good a man as God ever created. He said some of the most incredibly heartfelt things that anybody could ever say to me. He's the nicest person I think I've ever met in politics. This is a Racism is the behavior, the action, and the thought towards another individual based only on his race, irrespective of the facts. Institutionalized racism is a system which nurtures, which condones, or even promotes racist behavior, actions, and languages. The people who protest against police brutality are protesting racism institutionalized racism people
people like the white supremacists, the KKK who march in order to spread the movement are racist. But they could not possibly do that if they did not have a platform such as institutionalized racism. We put our focus on Donald Trump saying racist things. We put our focus on the police officers killing blacks on the street. All of which are reason for racism to be excoriated from our society. But how do we do that? It starts at the work. It starts at the school. It starts at home. It starts by removing those who are racist from position of power. By punishing those who commit acts of crime and murder because they are racist. And this way we will rid our society of this plague, of this disease that are killing generations of blacks in our nation. I hope to see you next week. Have a nice That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Fourth Branch Program, the place for common sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestion, or simply let us know how we're doing. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. Get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around in the rumpus and ruck. It's so comfortable now. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. So I got an apartment across from the park. Cooking wah in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to go. Here we go. Taxes are due. Do my password begin with a one or a two? Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. Metronome. Man, I'm up to something. Ooty la di do. Thank you all for coming. I hope you like the show, cause it's on a budget. So ooty la di do, yeah. Come on, here we go, yeah. Come on. Here we go. Let's go out with the
your best face on Everybody pretend you know this song Everybody come hang Let's go out with a bang Here we go So put your best face on Everybody pretend you know this song Everybody come hang Let's go out